we may be in a Zoom call with the murderer. It's probably Ethan with that lighting. The lighting is so <laughs> bad. It's, it's a good camera too. I don't wait. It's working. There we go. I just had to adjust. You're not a murderer anymore. Oh great! Yeah, I'm relieved of that status now. Of course, because this is an audio, because this is an audio podcast, you'll all know exactly what we're talking about. Hello, and welcome to What Time Is It, the Showtime podcast. My name is Felipe. And my name is Divya, and we are your hosts for this series. We're part of Showtime, a comedian under campus events and entertainment at the University of Texas at Austin. We host events for the UT community for free. To learn more about Showtime, make sure to follow us on Instagram at UT Showtime and listen to our first podcast episode. Today we will be talking about horror movies and movies we watch during Halloween season. We have special guests, Ethan and Matthew, here with us. Would you all like to introduce yourselves? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, hey, my name is Ethan Weinberger. I am a third-year English major, uh, going for a business minor as well. Hi, I'm Matthew Alfiero. This is the second time I've been on this podcast. The first time we were discussing like what movie we would want to see in theaters now or what uh, how quarantine has changed film. Um, I'm a fourth year uh, English and philosophy major. Okay, so do you guys remember the first horror movie you've ever watched? Scream 4. Uh... Scream is my favorite, uh, one of my favorite movie franchises, but I remember my dad was watching it, and I was just, so I was like 12 at the time, and I was hanging out there, uh, up uh, in the room he was in as he was watching it, and I remember, like, not wanting to look half the time, because, like, I hated jump scares, and that's what I was going on on the TV, so I was like, oh, no, 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 but, like, in the next, like, five years, I just built, like, a love for those uh, movies, especially slashers. I think the first horror movie I watched was um, Mel Brooks's parody of Frankenstein, Young Frankenstein, which is not very scary. But uh, to be a parody of something, you have to be that thing also. Um, and that's one of my favorite movies ever. So I think the first horror movie I watched, I, I have no idea what the name is, but I think I was at like some kind of family event. And I went downstairs where all like the older kids were and they were watching a horror movie and I just kind of sat in. Um, but I remember the plot really well because it scarred me as a kid. Uh, and I still don't like horror movies to this day. Um, but it was one of those movies where there's like a group of like high school, college students and they do something wrong and like they all just like sequentially die throughout the movie in like weird ways there's a lot of movies like that which is why i don't remember the name of it um but yeah it was really uh i think it was more of like a gory kind of horror film than like a jump scare or like a supernatural thing because it was just them dying in plausible but very like <laughs> vivid <laughs> ways uh, but yeah, I, I didn't like it as a kid, but for some reason I just kept sitting there and watching it. And I think that's kind of how I approach horror movies now. I don't particularly like them, but when they're on, I want to know what's happening. So I just sit through the whole thing anyways. It's, it's funny. Um, uh, my friends and I, uh, my friends and I were actually watching, uh, Friday the 13th, uh, the final chapter, uh, part four. 
and uh, we were talking about that and uh, how with these movies, they're just so easy to watch because, like, all it is is, like, minimal plot, bad acting, and then, like, uh, just, like, various kills in different crazy ways. That's, like, half the slashers, if not, like, most. Yeah. It's funny. I don't... There are many movies that I know, like, were my among my first four movies. I don't remember a specific one. I also remember watching Young Frankenstein and really liking that. Like, that was a good movie. But I think maybe Zombieland, if that counts as horror. It's more, more of a comedy than a horror. But um, I do... I think I mentioned this in the, the first episode that I, like... I shielded myself with the pillows in my couch, like, as I was watching it so I could cover myself... <laughs> Whenever the the scarier scenes were were happening, the classic that I've enjoyed the most, um, like last year, I think I enjoyed it the most last year was uh, Silence of the Lambs. I watched that like three times uh, last October. I need to watch it again, but I, I really like that movie. Yeah, I actually watched that for the first time last like month or so. So yeah, it was very good. It was very good. And it's one of those things where it isn't like a full-on horror movie, but it's a good like thriller. It's scary at some parts, and it's like a there's a killer on the loose. But it was a very good movie. Yeah, I think the horror like genre is very diverse because there's there's like the movies that are only scary because of the jump scares, but like the plot itself is like not super scary there's like the supernatural ones there's like the real life slasher kind of things thrillers um there's probably more i'm not thinking of there's like those horror comedies that are just parodies i kind of like those because they're not as scary um but i feel like it's very diverse and i think it's nice to have a genre that can make fun of itself also with the parodies and i think sometimes even the more serious horror movies kind of make fun of themselves like they have a jump scare that ends up being nothing um i kind of like when they when they have those kind of elements in them that's why i love scream is because it makes fun of itself like that uh of the genre throughout the movies uh one and two or or, uh, one is really solid two is pretty good the ending was supposed to be way different but i think the uh i'm not sure if this is true but i think the script script got leaked or something and they changed it or they just made some alterations somehow and uh it would have been so much cooler the original one yeah i actually haven't watched any of the screen movies uh it's my it's like it's it's on my list to someday i sit down and watch all of them especially because i think they're making a new one right with part of the original cast yeah which is weird because I remember Neff Campbell said like, oh yeah, we're like never going to do another one because, you know, Wes Craven passed away and everything. So it's like, it's much different. They did the Scream the TV series, three seasons of that. Uh, I enjoyed the first two seasons and the third one was all right. Yeah, they they changed everything on the third season, right? Mm-hmm. It was like a reboot, I remember- but it was only like a few episodes, a few nights, like three nights of episodes and that was it. Yeah, that was weird. I, d- I didn't finish watching the third season, but I remember enjoying the the first two. And I think that's something that's kind of curious is that there's this new, like, not a reinvention of horror because, like, it's... I, maybe I wouldn't go as far as saying that, but we're seeing this new wave of horror movies that are uh, tackling, like, race and other... Because horror has always been, like, 
a way to comment on society and and like reflect problems with society and i'm not going to try to do any any examples because it's been a while since i've read on this so i can no, okay. yeah you, you can go ahead matthew uh dracula was representational of uh syphilis um nosferatu was from immigration woes uh frankenstein was the limits of society uh i'm sorry not society science and like what happens when we go too far into science i think after the purge movies also people were like oh everybody has an innate sense of wanting to do you know crimes and i i think yeah there there's a lot of horror movies that have some kind of like critique or opinion on uh real life things and i this is like kind of not movie related but in terms of frankenstein my high school made us read frankenstein so that we could learn like science ethics <laughs> i wasn't sure if like that was i i know that that was a big theme that you get out of the book but i was like i don't know if that's what the author like intended was for it to be used as a lesson in science ethics instead of a story itself but yeah, my school was like, you can learn science ethics solely through the Frankenstein book. And you learned not to create ungodly forms of life. So there you go. There's, um, yeah, honestly, I think in like, you know, in a few decades in film classes, they're going to go over like how like movies like Get Out really reflected society and, you know, were really progressive and whatnot. Well, actually, I was in a class with Professor Kornhaber um, last summer. It was on black films at the Oscars. And we talked about Get Out and uh, Us. And Jordan Peele, he's, like a, he's a very literate uh, director. So he's, he's, he has, like, like, he visually references Nosferatu in so many of the shots. And it's really interesting to see, like, this 1920s silent film, uh, or flashes of this 1920s science film, uh, horror film, in this really, really modern, really, really timely movie about race. Yeah, exactly. I, I think there's a class at UT. I'm not sure about the details, but there's one person in Showtime taking it that uh, it's called The Mind of Jordan Peele. And like they go over his movies and his intentions and everything. And I think he's one of the people like leading the, the what some people are calling the new horror, the post-horror uh, movement because he's made... He, he was a comedian, and then he goes out and just makes these amazing horror movies. It's honestly incredible, and so many details, so many nuances, and he's producing a lot of things. I think uh, uh, a guest mentioned in the the Marvel episode that he's like going out and like taking his name, putting his name in like producer stuff for other black creators who are trying to find space in, in Hollywood. And I watched uh, Lovecraft Country, so this is not a movie I'm going to cheat a bit, but this is a TV show, and I'm still watching it, and it's so great. And it's so great. And they go, and they take the stories of Lovecraft, which is a horror uh, author that was extremely racist, that had, like, racist like plot lines in his books, that lived in a racist time, and was publicly racist, and they and it was a book that did this. So uh, they take his stories and then they put them into uh, a segregationist America context, and it's fantastic. I cannot like 
the first episode, this is not a, a, a really big spoiler, but the first episode has a scene where people are in one of, where three black people are in one of those sundown counties where they have to leave. They cannot be out in the street uh, after sundown and the sun is going down and they have a police uh, car after them and they're pursuing them. But if they go over the, the speed limit, they'll be arrested. But if they don't leave the, the like borderline after the sun goes down, they'll also be arrested and most likely killed. So it's like this thing where they have a low speed chase and it's so tense and it's so like intense. It's amazing. It's incredible. And Jordan Peele is also producing it. And I highly recommend it. Yeah, I only watched a little bit, but something about the like slow speed chase, I didn't think it would be as suspenseful as it was, but you feel it like through the screen. It was it was really well done. And then it yeah, it gets crazy afterwards. Um and it wasn't what I was expecting, but it was really good. I think I actually like that kind of horror better. Um, just because I get scared very easily. So I I feel like the horror where there's more, uh, I guess, like modern day context, there's more plot going on because it's it's also simultaneously some kind of, they're making some kind of point or criticism about the times or the author or, or something else. Uh, so I think the the scariness is more suspenseful and more like spread out because there's more also plot going on. So I think it distracts me from being scared for a little bit because I'm thinking about what they're saying, what they're doing and what they're showing. And then I get scared again. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think I'm starting to like it better than uh, the more like traditional horror movies that I think I grew up watching. I can't do jump scares like at all. So like for slashers, like I can deal with it, but then there's like paranormal activity that just relies on it. And I just, I I cannot do that. So that's why I just like mindless slashers that are like corny and stuff. They're enjoyable. Yeah. I think I like, for some reason I love jump scares. Like they, they keep me active. They keep me in like, on the edge of my seat and I think when they're well done when they're like used used sparingly because I don't think they can just throw 400 jump scares at you and then like at some point it just loses the effect but when it's well done it's like it's something that I'll remember for like months after I, I finish watching this movie yeah I think like as long as you don't feel like the director is playing a joke on you like it's like a because sometimes in some movies there are there are scenes where a jump scare happens and it's like a cat and they're just like in their kitchen hanging out. And it's like, what was the point of like, it, it just feels like a letdown, but like the first Friday, the 13th, uh, that one had like a really just amazing mix of jump scares and tension building. That was like, that was organic to the situation. I think, uh, slashers might be like mindless to watch, but I think they're very, very, they can be very, very hard to, like, make. They're not, like, mindless to make. I love them, too. Yeah, like, the effects are so intricate. Like, it's so good. There's there's nothing like seeing a group of teens being murdered. I mean, it, <laughs> if even, uh, and <laughs> I don't know how, how old you were, Divya, but, like, 
I was I was like seven. I was so scared. <laughs> but something about it kept you there. You know, something about it. Yeah, kept you I wanted to leave though. I was like, I need to go. But I was like, but what if they survive? Yeah, no, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's criticism of of horror films and slasher films especially that goes the opposite way. Um, who are those two really big Chicago film critics? Um, they say like the the sort of central philosophy behind these slasher films is if you're a teenager, you're going to brutally die. There's no hope. It's just despair. I don't know. Something about that must resonate with teenagers now. Yeah, there's those movies where they have like um, the teenage. It's it's one of those ones where they get killed off one by one. Um, and I'll, I feel like a lot of them have that thing like, oh, let's let's in the beginning, they're like, oh, let's just go to a cemetery and they do something stupid that makes this all happen to them. Or they're like, oh, let's get this. Um, let's try to talk to the dead. See, I don't like those kinds just because I feel like the when it starts off like that, I just kind of assume that the rest of the movie is going to be a one by one killing, killing spree. Um, but I think some people do really like that, like classic layout of the uh of like that specific type of horror movie but i don't know i think i don't like them partially because i kind of know what's going to happen once i see a group of teenagers doing something stupid i'm like okay we know where this is gonna go and then there's always like the girl who screams a lot and she gets killed off first and i'm like kind of happy because she was screaming too much and it was annoying um and there's like the jock or whatever uh i don't know sometimes i think it's funny to watch them uh, just because they follow a stereotype, but I don't know if I like them. Uh, just because I kind of know what's going to happen. But yeah, sometimes they're funny. I like when they take it more the comedy route, but the traditional ones, I don't know. I really, I mean, they're good in like small doses, like watching, you know, one or two or like three. And they're enjoyable. I, I do like how when they make fun of uh, their, their themselves, like, uh, with uh, Scream, like they made fun of um, Nightmare on Elm Street, which was Wes Craven as well. So it was kind of funny. Yeah, I think it's the we're, we're we've been there in a, a, for a while, but like we're reaching the climax of a point that like horror movies have to reinvent themselves or make fun of the tropes that they they've already established. So I think I've seen like you know, three or four movies now that like they have a black character or a gay character and they say like oh my god we're gonna die first but and i mean which is a funny way to to make a a joke about this like stereotype that that especially slasher movies have but i feel like i've seen that a lot right now and when you're seeing a, a commentary or a joke for the fourth time it's just not funny anymore yeah i agree with that i think i think other genres kind of did something similar like i'm trying to think of examples but the only one i have in my mind is princess bride but there was there's different genres that i think kind of uh make like a comedy version of making fun of their own stereotypes and i think they're good but i think it's only really effective the first couple times it happens and then i don't really think it can branch off into its own genre and be sustainable um for a long time just because i feel like you get the stereotypes, they last a long time, and it's funny for a short period of time to make fun of them, but then you want something new, and uh, I, I think that's 
it's good that horror seems to be changing now because I think the comedy sphere had it had its time, but I think people are getting a little tired of it because now it's just a stereotype of how the comedy is going to go. Like you said, Felipe, like the they'll make jokes like, "Oh, I'm going to die first, you know, and now that jokes kind of become a stereotype in the common the comedy of horror. So yeah, they kind of played themselves in that way. So. I don't think it was super sustainable. It's very stale at this point. I, uh, I, I always, I'm bringing this conversation always back to Scream, but Scream 4 did this and it just didn't hit. It's just like this dude, you know, he was like basically like Randy Meeks from the first and second and third movies where he was just like, you know, he knew the rules of horror movies. So like he came out like right after he died. He was like, I'm gay. And he's like, you know, it makes that joke. It didn't hit. I don't think it hit at all because he dies like right after. It was just a weird try at that uh, kind of joke. Yeah, and I think uh, I remember the third season of the Scream TV show. Like on the first episode, they make they also make a joke like that. Like I think there's a black and a gay character, and they like, oh my god, we're going to die first. And just like, okay, we get it. Maybe maybe let's try to fix this and like. Make main characters uh, of black or LGBTQ characters instead of making jokes about killing them off. Yeah, it was like the first two seasons didn't really do that, I don't think, but the third season did. They didn't have as much diversity in the first two seasons, to be fair, but yeah. I enjoyed it all. Like, I enjoy even Scream 3, which I think is not even good. <laughs> Horror movies do get like a. Uh, a pass in that regard where even though I can watch a, a horror movie and think, oh, this is like a, a really badly made film, I can still love it so much. Yeah, I, I make fun of like Friday the 13th or the later like, or the later Friday the 13th or the later um, Nightmare on Elm Streets, but I still like them. <laughs> I'll still watch them. Yeah, I think people do that with romance and rom-com movies, too. When they're bad, people uh, people kind of like them when they're bad. Uh, I think certain genres can, can kind of play to that. Okay, I was going um, to briefly say that I'm actually more scared of the horror movies that utilize some kind of supernatural effect. Um, and I, I, I think I mentioned this to Matthew actually before. But I, I get more scared of the supernatural ones because I feel like I don't know a way out. Like, when I watch a movie, I try to, like, solve it in my head. If I was a character, what would I do? And then I, like, low-key judge the characters in the movies when they do the thing that I'm not, I didn't want to do. Um, but I think with like, uh, with, like, supernatural movies, I'm like, I have no idea how to kill them. I have no idea how to, how to run away because I don't know enough about them. So I get extra scared with those when it's like a, like a human just trying to break into your house and kill you or something. I don't know. I don't get as scared because I'm like, oh, I can just, I can just shoot them, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. But like with the supernatural one, I'm like, I have no idea what I would do. And for some reason that, that keeps me on my toes more for those kind of horror movies. But I don't know if, if any of y'all have uh, opinions on that. No, definitely. I mean, for me, it's more of the psychological ones that get to me. Um, but, yeah, I, I enjoy those as well. They can be really good. 
but some I feel like, yeah, I think go a little too far and just kind of like, I don't know, some, like, I, I can't really watch a lot of them, especially the ones with jump scares, because it's just like, it sticks in my mind for like the longest time. I, I might want to disagree. I mean, I feel like, like, uh, like we both know that if we saw a ghost, something would be up. But like, you've probably sometime in your life passed a murderer and never knew it. And probably won't ever know it. Because they just look like a... They look like a normal person. We may be in a Zoom call with the murderer. It's probably Ethan with that lighting. The lighting is so bad. It's it's a good camera, too. I don't... Wait, it's working. There we go. Of course, because this is an audio... Oh, great. Because this is an audio podcast. Status now. Because this is an audio podcast, you'll all know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because it would make sense for me to be more scared of real life people trying to kill me than of ghosts trying to kill me. But for some reason, like, whenever I finish, like, a horror movie that has a ghost and I turn off the lights to leave, like, the room I'm in, I'm like... There could be a ghost here. There definitely isn't a killer here because I would have seen him like come in. Exactly. But there's, there's a, there, the ghost is a possibility. <laughs> this thing that definitely doesn't exist in the way that I'm imagining it, that, that, there's a real chance that this person is in the room with me. But like murders, things that actually <laughs> happen in real life, nah, nah, that, that's all, that's all fiction. See, that's exactly how I go through my life because I'm like, if it was a murder, I would know. Because they would, like, I would see them, you know? And, like, I I didn't even open my door all day, so how would that be possible? But I'm like, a ghost could go through my walls, I wouldn't even see it, and they could be right there messing with my life. So it just scares me more. But, like, I don't know. On the flip side, after I watch any kind of crime movie, I'm, like, extra paranoid. I'm like, let me double lock my apartment door. So, I don't know, it goes both ways. Yeah, now that I think about it, that's for me as well, where it's like, I, uh, the real, more realistic stuff, it's like, I think it does get to me more, because I feel uh, like, I'm kind of think, like thinking about how I have nightmares, if I have nightmare, it's like, so, it's like realistic stuff, it's not like ghosts and goblins, you know what I mean? But that's still like, really fun to watch, so I enjoy those as well, but the realistic stuff does get to you. I think the realistic stuff is is uh, when I judge the characters more, because I'm like you can use you can use some kind of rationale when it's like a human, and there's always a character that makes like a dumb decision and then dies, and I'm like, why did you? I like I'm not even scared. I'm just more like judgmental of that character making such a bad decision. Like I don't I'm know if y'all scared. have I'm seen disappointed. that. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, I think it was a, was it a Queeby commercial? I don't remember now, but there's a commercial where, like, they make fun of horror movies. I think it's a slasher, and they're, like, the teens are, like, oh, let's go hide behind this wall of chainsaws. And then you see them die, like, right after. It was a commercial, like, a very odd commercial. But, yeah, I forget what it was for, but that that's kind of how I feel when I, when I see, like, a just like a normal murder i mean that's not normal but like a not supernatural murder <laughs> just your normal everyday average joe murder and like somebody makes a dumb decision and i just sit there so disappointed yeah what i like about um 
like the Friday the 13th movies, like the older ones, or just them in general, is like you they don't you don't grow atta- you hardly grow attached to any of the characters so they're like dispensable so you don't really mind if they like die or not and some of them you're kind of glad they do because they're like mad annoying it's just it's interesting <laughs> exactly i feel like it's hard to like make you concerned for a big group of people you're you're not going to care as much about each of them you know you can't do enough character development in little time like that you want to you just want to go straight for the kills you know yep (laughs) i feel like when i know it's a horror movie too i just like i don't feel a need to like connect with the characters as much because i know something's gonna happen so i'm like oh i don't need to connect with them i'll just watch it they'll be gone in a second yeah (laughs) i'm the exact opposite i like i form i don't know if i form an attachment to them but because i know they're going to die i'm like really really sad that like watching them alive, knowing that it's going to end really, really soon. And for what it's worth, I do form attachments to some characters, like Kevin Bacon. I'll always form an attachment to him, no matter where he's, what movie he's in. I think psychological tr- thrillers, I I do form some kind of attachment to the victim, just because I'm like, I can like, there's like a slow. I I think those, at least the ones I've seen, have been a little bit slower development into like the the scary stuff as well that might have just been the ones i've seen not the genre as a whole but yeah i think the when they take like a slower development i connect better just because i forget they're gonna die or something's gonna happen so i'm like oh yeah what, what are they doing what's up when there's less people involved in the movie it's like or less characters the better because you can just focus on those and focus more on the creepy factor um after you develop enough like i'm thinking what's popping into my mind right now is like the saw movie I've only seen the first one, but it's like you got the the two guys that you just develop the entire time, but with like really creepy stuff as well. Yeah, I love psychological horror. It's probably my favorite like subgenre. It's so great, and I remember. I don't. I guess it counts as psychological, but I watched uh, The Invisible Men earlier this year, and it's so great. It was so great, and lo- and and it was like. I was so connected with Elizabeth Moss's character, and that um, I feel like that's uh, that's mostly because of her acting, because she's incredible in that movie. But yeah, it's just like it was so good, and it was so entertaining, and it was there were jump scares, but there were good jump scares, and they were good tension building moments, and it's a fantastic movie. And also, I held a hold in a an affectionate memory because it's the last movie I saw in theaters before COVID shut everything down. So that makes sense. Have you guys heard of Corona zombies? <laughs> no. <laughs> within, oh my God, no. W- within like a month or so of the pandemic or the quarantine starting, like immediately horror movies came out about Corona. Um, they even had a sequel. Like, it's they already had time for sequel. It is. They're not very good. Is it like a, your typical zombie movie? Like, they just, you know, this is a zombie. They bite, like, some character that's a sympathetic character, and then they turn into a zombie, and you're all sad. And then it goes crazy. It, it, uh, it kind of cheats. Like, it, um, they, like, cut out scenes from this other movie and redub them. Oh, uh, okay. And insert. Is that a movie like they That's made? <laughs> they made or like 
No. Is it just, it was they like, just like a, through a completely different room, different characters, <laughs> yes. different everything? I just got yes. back. From Italian horror. By the way, Italian horror, if you didn't know, is amazing. Like, Ooh, I gotta check that out. Even, I, I have a copy of Profondo Rosso, which I didn't really like that much, but it was still really great. Like Dario Argento especially. If you haven't seen Suspiria, you should see it now. That's another one that's on my list that everyone's been talking about it, and I, I had to see it. Were there any movies, horror movies, that you watched lately that you guys want to talk about? Anything you can recommend? I did watch um, Train to Busan, not that recently, but a couple of months ago, and I liked that because I typically don't like zombie movies, but. I liked Train to Busan because I think it focused more on the the people. Like, there was very large chunks of the movie where there was, like, no zombie action going on. And it was just people talking and, like, trying to get out of the situation, problem solving. And I liked that I could see myself in the movie, you know, trying to piece it together. Because that's how I watch movies anyways. So I could see myself as a character trying to piece it together, trying to think about a solution, enacting that solution. Maybe it goes right, maybe it doesn't. Um... So if there are people watching this who like to problem solve while watching movies, I think Train to Busan is a good one because the characters are trying to problem solve like the whole time, uh, which is something you can kind of put your put your brain in as if you're a character too. I really, really liked um, Halloween uh, 2018 just because it was like a sequel to the first one. It just replaces Halloween 2. And uh, I look forward, I assume they're making another one. I'm not sure if that's in production yet, but I enjoy, or I, I look forward to the next one. Because it, it was just so good. The kills were good. The music was great. You know, the characters were good. You felt really sympathetic for uh, the, the uh, granddaughter. I forgot her name. Um, but no, I, I just thought it was really solid. I thought it was interesting of how it's like way later after the first movie. Since the co-host got to cheat, I want to cheat too. Um, it's not a movie. It's a comic book called Uzumaki by Junji Ito. And it is, it, it messed me up. I read it like a week ago. It, it's about a town that's haunted by spirals. Um, it's difficult to explain, but having read it, if I see a spiral now, like even if it's accidental... Like, I get sick to my stomach. <laughs> I like... Wait, actual, like, spirals? The shape, spi- the spiral shape. That's what's haunting the town. Oh my... <laughs> it is whatever, however crazy you think it is, it's not crazy enough. You need to read it. I think I watched, like, a short, uh, like, a short thing on YouTube uh, I think it was like a clip from like a horror movie or a horror show. I actually have no idea. And like, it's kind of similar to what Matthew, uh, Matthew's talking about, where it's like something you don't expect to hurt you because in that movie, it was like the walls. Like the walls like absorb you into the walls with them because they want you to be 2D like they are or something. And they're trying to understand what 3D is. And so they like absorb humans into the walls and like dissect them. Make them 2D. That's 
And That's some good horror. Yeah, I was watching that, and I was like, what on earth? Because I was like, that's something that would mess me up. Because I would look at a wall and be like, excuse me, don't look at me like that. <laughs> I know what you want from me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Those ones are really creative. I think they're extra scary because they're super creative. Yeah, I love I love those horror movies that, honestly, sometimes are even horrors, but they put, like, a new spin on something that, like, that's so... The Happy Death Day movies, which is basically Groundhog Day, but there's a killer looking for the person who's reliving the same day. And that's so fun. It's like, it's kind of cheesy, but it's kind of like so much fun. And they have made two of them. They're both great movies. And they're releasing a new one. Uh, it's called Freaky, which is basically Freaky Friday, but a girl swaps body with the killer who's on the loose. And then she starts, like, killing her friends. And then she has to convince her friends that, like, at, in the body of the killer that's on the loose, killing everyone. She has, like, convince her friends that she's safe and that, like, she's not. It's it's insane. The trailer came out. I think it's coming out later this year. And it's so, it looks so much fun. And it's, I'm definitely going to be watching that. Wait, is it the killer in the girl's body killing the girl's friends? Yeah. Or okay, okay, because I think you said the girl killing her friends, and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, it's the killer in the girl's body doing all the murders, and the girl in the killer's body trying to convince her friends, like finding a way to stop all that madness. I want to see that. Uh, I remember seeing Happy Death Day to you um, with going in with such low expectations, and I wasn't sure. I thought it was just gonna be straight up cheesy, but I ended up really, really liking it. To the point where I like b- bought it on Blu-ray and all that stuff. I really liked it. Yeah, it's really it's really fun. Like, I love I love horror movies that are able to be fun experiences. Uh, I'm, I also watched uh, Little Monsters. It's a movie that I don't see many people talking about, but I loved it. I watched it like at two a.m. after a long day, and I it's exactly what I needed. You know, th- those movies that fit well, like you watch them at the right time. And it's it's Lupita Nyong'o, which it's I mean that's that's enough to sell me a movie. But she's a school teacher, and she goes on a field trip with her class of like nine year olds, and then a zombie apocalypse happens, and she has to protect them all. And it's like it's so cheesy, but it's so fun. It's I think it's on Amazon Prime. I'm not sure. Maybe it's on Hulu. It's it's one of those streamings, and it's a great experience. And you get to see Lupita Nyong'o trying to survive a zombie apocalypse. And there are a bunch of kids. So high stakes. Because no one likes dead kids. No one likes dead kids. That is the quote <laughs> of the day. Except for your everyday average Joe murder. Well, that was all the time we had for today. But... There's still plenty to discuss about horrors, so maybe in the future we'll have another episode on the topic. So as a last request from our guest, I'm going to ask, do y'all have another recommendation, or do you want to emphasize a recommendation you've already said for our viewers so that they can watch it during spooky season this year? I talked a lot about the Scream movies already, so like, I just want to emphasize that, but also like, It and It Chapter 2 were solid um, obviously everything I said in the podcast already is golden. Um, 
I would watch Hellraiser uh, because it's heavily influenced by the philosophy of this one person called Georges Bataille um, and the philosophy of something called Limit Experiences, which are a podcast unto themselves. I'm going to also throw out there another recommendation, and I'm going to cheat once again because this is a TV show, not a movie. But the director said it's like a 10-hour movie, so it's 10 episodes of the best thing Netflix has put out to this day. The Haunting of Hill House is the most incredible show in television. It's my favorite show ever. And it's so great. It's horror, but it's it messes with, like, it deals with the aftermath of people living in a haunted house and, like, how it affected them so it takes place in the future and in the past. It's on Netflix. Go watch. The season, the second season is out. Uh, it came out a couple days ago. And it's also great. It's not as great as season one. They, they do, like, this thing where it's a completely separate story. But, yeah, The Haunting of Hills. Go check it out. All right, and I think I I think I'm gonna take a recommendation from something that I think Felipe said, um, which was Invisible Man. I think good solid scary movie. I I don't know if I would say it's like your typical horror movie, but definitely psychological. Those mess me up. So if you're looking to get messed up, I would recommend The Invisible Man. If you're more like me, though, you're probably going to be watching something like Halloween Town or Casper the Friendly Ghost on Halloween, and that's a good option, too. And I'm going to use that to wrap it up. Thank you, guests, for coming to our episode. Thanks a lot. I really had a lot of fun. We hope you guys enjoyed that discussion on horror movies and general spooky season. Make sure to check out Showtime and E&E on our Instagram at UTexasCEE and at UT Showtime to sign up for our events. This week, we'll be showing Nosferatu on October 29th. Remember the really old movie that SpongeBob made fun of? Well, that's the one, and it's the classic vampire movie that's so important to horror movie in general. Make sure to sign up two days before the event to get access to the movie. Showtime also has an event with UT Shift on October 31st, where you can watch either Clue or Texas Chainsaw Massacre and play Among Us in our Discord afterwards. So if you're looking for some safe Halloween fun, the link for both events is in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening to episode 9 of the podcast. We'll see you next week.